Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And this beer comes by way of one of our recruiters down in Florida, Ashley Groves, helped oh. to uh, pick this up when uh, when Steve Seitner was down there for just recently. Uh, Funky Buddha Brewing Company, the Pineapple Beach. He's we, kind of our Funky Buddha. He kind of is a Funky Buddha. And it's a good fit because it's a Florida brewery. We can't get that here. True. Blonde ale with pineapple added. Have you had no. anything from Funky Buddha ever? Uh, I think maybe one or two things, but not not much because it's it's really hard to get that here. Mm-hmm. I've I've had their their um, bottles and cans shown to me by Seitner yep. uh, in in my past life, but right. I've never actually got to really drink any of them. The empties, as he's yeah, he's like, hey, check out what I had. Look what I just yeah. drank. Sorry. Yep. So. Joke's on him. We are going to drink this one. Yeah, and this luckily is a 12-ounce, so there's none to share with him. Nope. No, we will finish this one off. And if we don't, then Dolan will. Then we'll leave him the empty, and then we'll tell him about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, all right. Nice golden color on this. Look at that. I'll hand you that over. And... I'm going to take a look at this artwork. It looks pretty good. It's a nice-looking can. Like, they... I was out on their website looking at it. They have a, a very interactive website. A lot of fun. Um, as you go through kind of the history, they're only seven years old. Like, they are not, well, I guess, no, they started in 2010, so, um, it, okay, let's go. Seven's the new nine, or nine's the new seven. We'll go even further back. So, they've only been brewing for that long. They started off as a hookah lounge and live music venue. Hookah. Those are things I can get behind. Have you ever been to a hookah lounge? Uh, I've been to, not specifically hookah lounge, but I've been in places that allow hookah activities. Okay. In public. Yeah. Dolan, have you ever, have you ever tried the hookah? Yeah, I almost died. What? Yeah, like I you... just coughed and coughed and coughed and. Mm. Huh. Yeah, you wouldn't. N- not my thing. Not your thing. No. Yeah. Nah. Those nicotine water pipes are tricky. Yes. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of places that sell those things. I don't know. That's the nicotine pipes. That's right. Yes. For nicotine the, use only. That, nicot- <laughs> that's what it's for, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very carbonated. It looks. Yes, like. it is. It looks really. Lots almost of... got a like a saison body. A lot of bubbles. Smells good. Very right. clear. Funky Buddha Brewing Company. What's this? What's it called again? What's a pineapple beach? Pineapple beach. Pineapple beach. And on the can, the pineapple was a bird. It looks like to me. Ooh, that's really good. It oh. is super easy to drink. I wish it was summer. I wish it was a hundred degrees mm. in here right now. Oh my goodness, that was good. Yes. It's wow. like it's got that pineapple, not the bitter pineapple, like Mm-mm. close to that rind, but it's got that just sweet aftertaste sweet. of the pineapple. Yeah. Like after you've eaten it and you've just got that, mm-hmm. oh, yum. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Seitner. You ain't getting any of this one. This is the definition of like lawn mowing beer, yeah. of, of uh, sitting on your, sitting out in your driveway beer. Oh, like a, like a fire pit mm. summer night beer. Like mm-hmm. you could drink a six of this pretty easy, yep. I think. No bitterness at all. Five percent by volume, so it's it is mm. yeah less than a Bud Light alcohol wise, and no bitterness at yeah. all. None. Just a delicious pineapple taste. It's when you when you drink a beer like this, I always think like, why wouldn't everyone drink this? Why would you buy a Bud Light? Right. When you can have this, that's better for you. What's with quotes? Probably the same. Uh, caloric intake, mm-hmm. but there's actual flavor. Yes, and it's amazing. I, and but it's here's the something thing. to look at. I was that guy though for a long time, and I didn't even like. Honestly, I didn't even like the mainstream. Yeah, but you weren't even drinking that stuff. No, yeah, I shunned everything, and yeah. I it was yeah. So mm-hmm. I was. I don't know. It took a while to. I think you just have to get introduced to it. 
In the right way, maybe. In the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Public shame works pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, here's what I got on uh, the Funky Buddha. I also went on their website, and mm-hmm. I did the little virtual tour mm-hmm. uh, on there, which was kind of cool. I think some places should do that. Uh, I like the barn wood in the building. It was like reclaimed wood, it looked like. I really want to go down there. I think it's it's super cool. It looks super cool. It had 15 beers on tap, from what I could count, Wow. on the thing. That looked pretty good. The menu. Holy smokes, the food menu? Did you write this I down? I wrote that down. Oh, my gosh. I wrote just three things that looked amazing. Uh, the burger list, mm-hmm. the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. and then the beet salad. Why would you eat beets? I don't know. But I don't know. That was on their menu, beet my, salads. My friend Steve Ryan eats beets every time we go to a salad bar because he tries to be healthy sometimes, and he always gets the pickled beets. But always. they look like the can. They're like the... It looks like the cranberry sauce from Thanksgiving, usually those beets. That's, that's, he loves them, loves them. Man, Oof, that's rough. It's one of those things that makes everything else taste like that. Yeah. Like if you put it in your salad, yep. then your whole salad tastes like beets. Which is to say it tastes like a dirt clod. Mm. It's not great. No. That, oh, okay. That, I, this leads me to have an idea about an a upcoming podcast. Oh. And we're going to make him come in here. I have a beet beer in my fridge. He, I, he will love that. Yeah. So I, we can hate it and he can love it. Yep. How's that sound? I, he right. would be happy to drink Bookmark that. Bookmark it. Okay. Um, so the research that I did on this one is on pineapple. Because I thought, I don't know a whole lot about pineapple. Interesting. I only buy them at the grocery store and I know the SpongeBob lives in one. That's about where my pineapple knowledge ended. Under the sea. That's right. Next door to Squidward. You know about that, Dolan? Yep. Google. Cool. Dolan has watched some of that. I still watch it sometimes. I do, too. I, I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. So here's what I know. In 2016, Costa Rica, Brazil, and the Philippines made up a third of the world's pineapples. Like That's where they were from. Okay. Um, they are called pineapples. Do you know why? No. They resembled pine cones. Which is true, right? They kind of look like a pine yeah, cone. like a big pine cone. So in 1664, that's the first reference I could find, they found them in uh, South America, just growing. Okay. Explorers. And that's the reason that they have that name is because they look like pine cones. Um, it is a herbaceous perennial, which means it comes back every year once it's flowered and the fruit has been taken off. It will come back again next year. Um, it is pollinated in the wild by hummingbirds. So if these grow mm. out in the wild, that's usually who's doing the making this magic happen. Okay. Otherwise, if it's in a what they were calling a hot house or a greenhouse, where most of these are now, um, it's pollinated by hand. So that could be your job. You could be a pineapple pollinator. Pollinator. You got to have the glove and you do some stuff. Mm. Um, each one of those has about two hundred flowers, and when the flowers are like almost done, they fold into themselves. And, like, conjoin, and that's what begins the fruit. So, like, flowers flowers kind of, like, do this sort of mm-hmm. curl motion. Yes. yes. And then it becomes the base of the pineapple, mm-hmm. and then that's what it grows out of. So you'll have one on, like, a plant, one pineapple in a tree or whatever. It kind of looks like a tree. So it's like an inverted thing. So ah. the plant grows from the ground, and then at the top of the plant is the, the leafy part of the pineapple, and then oh. the fruit is on the top part. Okay. If that makes sense, it does. Yeah, it's um, like a it's like a yucca plant with like the pineapple in the center. There you, know you what, go. Do you know what a yucca yeah. plant is? You do. Yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. Look at look at Big Brain on Dolan over there. Oh. Hey, I just found out that pineapples don't grow, grow on trees. Like maybe a month ago. Oh. There you are. Well, See, there you go. Yeah. I didn't know this either. So, uh, guess what? 
Columbus found one, 1493. He claimed to find a lot of stuff. I think this one is actually truthful. Okay. So he brought some back, and uh, they were a big hit in Spain. And that's why even to this day, like, Mexican food, Spanish food will mm-hmm. sometimes have pineapple in it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was like a feature that they were like, holy cow, this thing is citrusy and great, and yep. we're going to use it. So it's very popular in Spain in the 15, 16, 1700s. It starts spreading across Europe. Um, and then it makes its way kind of back here in the Americas again. Um, the Dutch grew it on purpose 1658. Like, that was a big crop for them. The climate was amicable I to guess. a pineapple? I, well, they I would build these. Um, they called them hothouses. And it basically, it was just like a big stone hut okay. that they could that would take the heat in the daytime mm-hmm. and then kind of hold it in there. Mm. Um, so they were basically making greenhouses out of stone um, back in that day. Look at Dolan show me a picture of scientific name An- Ananus Cosmosus. Cosmonus. Okay. That's why we call it I, pineapple. There we go. That's why we call it pineapple. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. It uses this process called CAM photosynthesis, and I'm not even going to go into it, but mm-hmm. basically it takes the sun and then it um, holds it, disperses it out, and that, that's how it kind of gets growth. But that, that all, was as all long I can, as I can go. All I can think of is is Billy Madison. Chlorophyll sounds like borophyll. That's kind of where I was going with my research, so I pulled the plug on that one. Good. Um, Catherine the Great. Know her? Mm-hmm. She loved them. 1796. Here we go. 1900. Dole and Del Monte. Oh. Or Del Monte. Mm-hmm. Del Monte. Yeah. I think. You familiar with those two Absolutely. brands? Absolutely. So as a kid... Mm-hmm. Growing up, that's where you got pineapple, at least for me. You weren't mm-hmm. buying, I don't, I don't think it was, maybe it was a thing in the 80s in the grocery store to buy a whole pineapple. No. But probably not. No. You are getting it in the can. Yep. And if you got it in the can, it was Dole or Del Monte. hmm Hawaii, that's where it was grown. That's where those plantations were happening. Um, they started in 1900. Um, Dole stopped making pineapple in cans in Hawaii in 1991. And Del Monte stopped in 2008. So now it's no longer a big product there. They do some local growing, but it's not like in a huge manufacturing scope as it had been for almost 100 years. I didn't know that at all. So the pineapple that you would get in a can off the shelf right now from Dole or Del Monte is, is from someplace else, like the Philippines yeah, or prob- Brazil yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or? It's not from Hawaii anymore. I, would never, I wouldn't have known that. Unless it was like, like uh, farmed out is the wrong term, but... Um, like subcontracted almost, like smaller, oh. you know, they could buy it from smaller farmers and say it's, it's theirs or whatever, but sure. they don't operate any huge grow fields like they used to do. Wow. Um, let's see. I found a couple of different uh, uses or things that they use pineapple in, and I'm going to hit them with you, mm-hmm. see what you think. Um, somebody recommended that you cut a big, thick slice of it and put it on a hamburger. Uh, yes. Have you had that? Yes. Either of you guys? Yes, yes, yes. Good? Not so good? Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Have you yeah. ever just grilled pineapple? Grilled like pineapple. fresh pineapple uh-huh. on the grill? Mm-hmm. Super good, right? Amazing. Mm-hmm. That char, mm, yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, I've used it in something that I found a recipe on. It was called a hobo pork chop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to really pronounce that right. I don't even know what this is. So it's basically just a big, thick, bone-in pork chop. Okay. And you get a ring of a pineapple, mm-hmm. and you cut a green pepper, like quarter. Okay. And you throw it into a foil pack. And you throw it on the grill, and you just let it sit there for like a pretty long time, really? low and slow. Okay. So it, the idea of it is, is like 
you get some fruit mm -hmm. and you get protein and some vegetable and you can cook it on like in coals, like over a fire, hmm. like you might do if you were just, you know, <laughs> cooking out on the, in the, on the ground, like the hobo on a train basically. Yeah. So yeah, actually every year in Colorado in my family reunion, we do hobo dinners and it's like the same thing. You just put a pork chop in like some tinfoil with potatoes and you wrap it up and then you throw it in the fire. Yeah. And then it just sits in the fire and then you then pull you it take out. it out later and it's done. It's done. We're going to Dolan's family reunion this year. Have some hobo meals. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Apparently you were the perfect uh, guest to have on here today. Good job, Dolan. Thank yeah. you. But that was another thing I saw. Pineapple yogurt, I guess, is popular. I've never bought that for my kid. He's not a big pineapple fan. He will tell me, I like pineapple at school. Mm. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's the same can. Yeah. Um, so you can eat it here. But that hasn't worked yet. Uh, here's the big one. This is probably the hot topic. Pizza. I was hoping you would get to this. I know. I'm ready. I was hoping you would get to this. I'm going to give you my my take on it right now. Yes. I like a Hawaiian pizza. Ham, pineapple, I like it. Hmm. Dolan? Love it. Actually, my favorite pizza, pepperoni, bacon, pineapple, jalapeno. Oh, wow. So a little sweet, a little spicy, mm -hmm. kind of like you. Mm -hmm. uh, I get it. There you go. I, I mean, I'm a pizza connoisseur, I feel like. You love pizza. As much as I love tacos. And I'm, I'm of the mind... If you want to put it on a pizza, go ahead and put it on a pizza, man. It's not going to stop me. I, I personally uh, won't order it on there. No. Like, there's other things I'd rather have. Okay. I'd rather take another meat. Would you turn it down if it was there and we're like, hey, Brian, I, was I got hungry some extra and they're like, pizza. here's some pizza. Here no, go. I'd eat it. Yeah, see, yeah, there you go. for sure. There are some people out there that have, they have a very closed mind about it. Yeah, those people are wrong. Pizza racism, I think. That's is, right. Yeah. Pizzaism or something. Pizzaism. Yeah. I, I have, in my lifetime, made a pizza out of a Slim Jim before. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't good. It's virtually pepperoni. Yeah, it was just really salty. Mm. Like, almost too much. It was almost like a chorizo. But I do have great. one more question about this, uh, this uh, Dolan's Hobo Family Reunion. You're coming back to this. Like, do we have to take, do you have to, like, take a boxcar there? Here's like, my question. Is it always in the same place? Because that defeats the point of the hobo I lifestyle, think it does. right? I think it does. It moves well, around. Well, here, my family lives on, on Pikes Peak. So it is in the middle of nowhere. Okay, well, that and we can that have box. big. Well, not so we haven't done it in a few years because of the fire ban there. Oh, and you can't so cook your dinner. Yeah, yeah we uh, haven't been able to have fires there for. The are last you the two reason for the fire ban? Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, I don't. Here's the thing, though. This doesn't sound like real hobo life to me because hobos don't care about fire bans. That's true, also. Right? Mm. They wouldn't care. They're breaking the law just getting around. Yeah. Yeah. They're riding the rails for free. Yeah, that's not. Listen, if if we had a fire going on in Colorado, and I convinced my entire family to be hobos while mm. we make hobo dinners, yeah. it might look weird. We might look like like indigenous mountain people out there. Just... Could be. But you also don't want to burn the whole mountain down. True. No. You don't no. want to be that no. guy because that was pretty close a few years ago. That is true. That's true. So so we would. Yeah, yeah that guy is in a lot of trouble. I he hope is, so. He is in a lot of trouble. I hope he wasn't making a hobo dinner when that happened. He's making hobo pork chops. <laughs> Giving him a bad name. Uh, 44% of your daily allotment of manganese, which I don't know what that is, is in pineapple. And 58% is in one serving of vitamin C in a pineapple. So you can uh, eat two pineapple pieces for your serving or whatever, and you're, you're 100% hmm. on your vitamin C. So okay. good source for that. We talked about Hawaiian pizza. Mm-hmm. 
Hawaiian is like um, a term you'll see in decor, decorations. You'll see it like um, I've seen pineapples on like uh, dresser drawer handles, finials. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a whole aesthetic, you know, like an island, Pacific Island aesthetic and pineapples are in that quite a bit. Yeah. And it's almost, uh, it's kind of strange because you'll see Hawaiian, especially on menus, will mean it's going to have some pineapple in it or whatever, mm-hmm. but they don't even really do that in Hawaii anymore. So I think that's kind of funny. Well, if you walk around pretty much any college campus, I bet you'll find uh, a plethora of, of guys with pineapples on their socks. Wow. Um, that's a thing. Pineapple socks? I Pineapple guess. socks. Right. Or Look at El Guapo. I was just thinking that. plethora on us over here. your sweater for Christmas. Yes. Would you say I have a plethora of gifts going? <laughs> yes, El Guapo. Wow. You like that? I, I We have been all over the board with this one. That was I'm, the three amigos right there. It sure was. I, I love it. I love it. And he's probably... Which amigo is Dolan? Oh, boy. He's the Martin Short, isn't I was going to say he's the Martin Short. Without I think a you're doubt, the Chevy Chase. I would yeah. I would be honored to be the Chevy I'll Chase. I'll take Steve Martin. Absolutely. You, I think we've done it. Man. It doesn't get any better than that. Coming this summer from Atlas, Three Amigos, the oh, remake. remake, yeah. Yep. So that's what I know about pineapple. That's... So, okay, is it technically a citrus then? It's It's... It's a citrus yeah, fruit? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's some of those weird ones that, I mean, tomato's the obvious one. That, you know, it's not a vegetable. It's yeah. a fruit, whatever nonsense. I think just because of the amount of vitamin C it, it contains, it has to be considered that. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. All right. That's what I know. This beer is very good. Like I, you said, super drinkable. So many of these. I could drink a so, so It's really so light. Many. Yes. You know, like I don't even feel like I drink much of it like if you if you prefer maybe the fruity island drinks like if you go to a beach and you get the fruity drink versus the red stripe or, or corona rum and coke or, or something yeah right like this is this could be a gateway to that for other sure. beers for oh, you i bet it would be so good and it's probably why it's in a can maybe it's a uh, more beach friendly that mm-hmm. way but oh, that'd be yeah. sitting on the beach Mm-hmm. Having a couple of these would be all right. I could imagine that right now. Although it's it's not terrible here in Omaha today, but it's, the sun's out, which makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. So here's what I found out about Funky Buddha Brewing Company. We kind of touched on it already. Uh, founded in 2010, Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, they they started they started off. Florida couple bought a small brew house, hookah lounge, and live music venue in Boca Raton uh, in February of 2010. Founders Ryan and Gianna G I A N A Gianna. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Sense, S-E-N-T-Z, Sense, Sense, maybe. Yeah. Uh, moved the brew house to another, moved it to another location uh, in Boca Raton named Funky Buddha Lounge and Brewery. In 2012, Funky Buddha announced it would be using Cigar City's brewing system to brew and bottle their own beer and began distribution. Hmm. That was kind of interesting that, that they worked together with Cigar City. A lot of times, when especially when breweries are just starting out, they'll like work at shift like 12 hour shifts mm-hmm. they'll like sublet the time of the, the equipment so if you want to come in and work midnight oh. to six in the morning you mm-hmm. can brew beer you can brew a batch um you know like cross train could say like we only brew till eight at night or whatever sure and then you can for money you can have the brew equipment from eight to six in the morning oh, that sort of thing so they're making money mm-hmm. the brew other brewery is able to make some beer whether or not their system is ready or, like, let's say they're prepping to be open and they right. need ingredient, like they need some stuff to have, that's a, that's a way that 
that breweries will do that. Hmm, interesting. I, I mean, I knew that existed to a certain extent. What about the fermenters? Like, do they have actual? They have extra fermenters for that? Is I would that... assume they would have to have something in place. Maybe it's theirs, and and then they move them later, or you know. Maybe. I mean, it, moving them is expensive, but mm-hmm. you got to you got to have product to sell your brewery. So, I don't know because I, I I think you'd have to house it all on site. You couldn't like brew it and then take it to your own fermenter or something like that. I no, you'd have to. Work. It goes right then into yeah, the fermenter. So, so then. Hmm. But I wonder how long the fer- this would stay in the fermenter. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't I think it'd be too long. But. No, not not long at all. Uh, 2013, with the help of his brother KC, KC, like the royal, not the. That's right. Yeah, not not the yeah, Sunshine Band. Not the Sunshine Actually, Band. Actually, it is still the same KC. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right. Okay, I like the Sunshine Band then. Uh, they opened a second location in Oakland Park. The Oakland Park location is 40,000 square. That's feet. the one I saw online. Huge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they later sold the old location. I had, let's see, where was that at? Here we go. August 10th, 2017, it was announced that Constellation Brands had bought Funky Buddha for an undisclosed price. Um, after celebrating the seventh anniversary, the original Boca Raton Funky Buddha Lounge was sold to Alan Steen and rebranded Robot Brewing Company, hmm. which I've heard of Robot. I have there. not, but. I'd like to try it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe our friends down there. Maybe our Funky Buddha. Yeah, he actually needs to grows. pull some more strings for us here. Get us some robots. So Constellation Brands, are you familiar with them? Do you know anything? That sounds familiar, but... The only thing I know that they brew is Corona. Like that's oh, okay. The, yeah, that's the only... But I don't know what else. I mean, it's not surprising. No. That, you know, that's the that's the game now is mm-hmm. buy up known brands and keep, keep making those beers. Yep. And... Uh, just continuing to try to push the market out a little bit. I got no problem with this one though. Like none, no, nope. as much as I wouldn't enjoy a Corona. Uh, so the new, the, the only location now, 1201 Northeast 38th street, Oakland park, Florida. Uh, they are open 1130 AM to midnight, seven days a week. That's so pretty good hours. That's pretty good hours right there. And the other thing I wrote down here, cause I wanted to touch on it. And I was hoping that you would see it too. Burger slash salad menu. Mm-hmm. Looks I mean, just, their food looked great. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be a place you could go eat lunch, and, and you might not even have to have a beer. Oh, I think you would have to. But I mean, you, yeah, you, you could. It looks like it pairs well with beer. How's that? I think that they definitely, their menu reflects the beers that they have, mm-hmm. which is a smart idea. I think so, too. So, last on mine, let's look up uh, Let's look up on Untapped. Ooh, untapped rating, wanna, okay. Because I, I know you have a surprise for us here at, I the, do. at the end. But this so. one, I, I don't know, because... I don't have any familiarity with Funky Buddha beers, so I don't know anything about them. I would say uh, 3.82 okay. is going to be where I would jump. Mm. That seems maybe too high, but it's really good, I think. Funky, oh, wow, you're not too far off. Yeah. 3.45. Yeah. Solid. But I, I'm going to guess there's a lot of... 25,000 Yeah, rankings. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, what would you rank this one? I'm going to go, I would go 3.75. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. As much as this is a like summer beer, and you know what? I bet it would be a four if it was hot outside and we were sitting yeah, on a patio. It makes a difference. Yep. Absolutely. As opposed to wearing hoodies. Mm-hmm. You know what would be good in that beer? And this is something that Dolan was talking about with his menu. Just a little hint of, of jalapeno. Oh. Just a little man. spice at the end. Wouldn't that be really good? That would be pretty fantastic. We're gonna let Dolan figure that out here. So mm. there's a little left in that can. He had a he had a suggestion for an upcoming episode of, of uh, jalapeno beer. Yeah, we've or... been kind of talking about that uh-huh. too. So uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna get into those. Mm. Here's what bit. else we're gonna get into. Here's a okay. good segue. Um I think I hope I'm right on this. Okay. 
What's one of your favorite candy bars? Uh, so my favorite candy bar of all time is is the uh, Twix. Okay. The Twix bar. I like that a lot. I made a big mess with my hand. Good here. job. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that tastes good. Mm. Probably doesn't look great. How about an Almond Joy? Oh, Are you a I, fan of the Almond Joy? Okay, so here's the thing. Being a dad, yeah. and this is something you'll learn as your son gets older, is when they go trick-or-treating, the Almond Joys are always left to the end. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, Almond Joy has become one of my favorite candy bars. Yes. Good. Yes. Oh, what is this? So we've got, it's basically just a liquid Almond Joy. I'm assuming. I have not drank this before. So It's from, it's from Pulpit Rock, which is in Decora, which is where Toppling Goliath is. Wow. And this is their Almond Joy beer. And it uh, is dark. It smells amazing. Hmm. Ooh. It's, it's called For the Joy of Almonds. And it, the logo label is made to look like an almond joy. Absolutely. I love it when you bring fun Yeah, so I thought this would be a good stuff. We're going to have some dessert now. All right. So I did a research on the almond joy because I wanted to learn about it a little bit. So I am not a coconut guy. Oh, uh, pineapple and coconut. So that was, yeah, that was my idea, trying to keep it uh, tropical. I love it. Man, it smells good. It's it smells like an almond joy. Yep, that's mm. pretty good. Ooh, the chocolate's good in that. Pulpit that, rock doesn't that mess is around. Ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Uh so I'm not making this up at all. This tastes exactly like an almond joy. They had an Oreo cookie uh version of this kind of beer. And it tastes like the you know, like the chocolate of the cookie itself. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. It we could go it there. Freaked me out. We could go there right now. Probably should go there we right now. To, we need to ditch work. They have a tiramisu beer that's just out of this world. Their their dessert stouts or pastry stouts are just ridiculous. Stop talking. We'll Let's tir- go. Tir- we'll s- tiramisu is my hands down favorite dessert uh, ever. I wish I had one of those. So now, all right, episode's over. We'll see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> we can do a remote. <laughs> so, um, almond joy. I, I did some research on them, and uh, I'll go through it here real quick. While you drink that, um, Peter Paul Manufacturing Company started in 1919, 100 years ago. Okay. Uh, they made the Mounds Bar in 1920. Right. So that's their first one. Mm-hmm. Um, in 19, let's see here, I think it was like 46 ish, Almond Joy comes on the scene. Okay. So a little bit later in the game, they had a candy bar that they had called Dreams earlier between the two, and it was kind of similar. It had coconut in it, but not the almond. Okay. Um, and that was really popular in World War II. Mm-hmm. 80% of those were sent in the ration kits. So oh. guys were eating them all over across Europe. Sure. Uh, and because of that, Europe also made started making a candy bar that was very similar to that. Hmm. Um, and that was the company, um, let's see, Cadbury. You know them? Yes, very the much Cadbury so. Cream, the C-R-E-M-E egg. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they got into the... Almond Joy game, quote unquote. Um, in 1978, they merged with the Schweppes Cadbury Company. Yep. And then um, created all those things. And, and it seems like European or English candy is a little different okay. than what we have here. Like the oh, it's, fl- you it's know definitely what I mean? different, yes. So that they're kind of branched off from that. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is just they've always had the same iconic y blue wrapper. Right, which yes. is fitting for your Cubs apparel today. Absolutely. 1988, Hershey's buys them out. Okay. So that's who is making Almond Joy now, 
apparently. Hershey's bought all of, of Cadbury, Schweppes, whatever that. At least in the U.S. Okay, okay. So, like, because I know Cadbury's still making their own thing over mm-hmm. there. Um, but here in the United States, that's who's making mm-hmm. Almond Joy and Mounds. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way since then. Um, 2004, tell me if you've had this one. Mm-hmm. They come out with a special edition, a Pina Colada. And then they also had a double chocolate Almond Joy. No. Missed the boat on those. Yes. 2005, this one sounded interesting. White chocolate key lime. Yeah, I would have loved that. And milk chocolate passion fruit. Sounds weird. Well, that's weird, but okay. I like passion fruit and beer, I've learned recently. Mm, Okay. And then 2006, they had a toasted coconut. Yum. And then apparently they said, well, lock it down. We're not doing anything different. So that's been the same regular old Almond Joy since. They're not making those? Like I can't go on Mm -hmm. Amazon and order these things or whatever? You might. It just might be real old. Mm. So mine, that'd be so great. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Real fast, a couple other things. 1978, around that time, the jingle came out featuring both Mounds and Almond Joy. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the only times I can think of that they're like advertising two things at once. Yes. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. The guy that wrote that jingle was in a bunch of like late 60s, early 70s bubblegum pop bands. Okay. And then that was how he uh, parlayed into like advertising world. So he wrote some other jingles. I'm going to hit you with the jingles. All you right. finish them off for me if you can. All right. Come see the softer side. Uh, is that Sears? Yes. Yes. Of Sears. Yep. Bing, bing, bing. You yep. got it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Paper. Dr. Paper. Dr. Pepper. You make the world no idea. taste no. better. Nope. That's late 70s. Uh, okay. Heartbeat of America. Uh, Chevrolet. That's right. Yep. Just for the taste of it, Dolan. No. Diet Coke. That's right. Diet Coke. Yep. This is a bonus one. I, I don't expect you to get it. I had no idea. Okay. Who's the kid with the... No. It's one of your favorites. No. Oreo cookie. Ooh. Apparently that was a jingle in the late 70s, early 80s. Really? Who's the kid with the Oreo cookie? I had to look it up. His name was Rich, and he ate a lot of them. <laughs> uh, Joey Levine was the guy that wrote and sang most of those, performed them. Levine, maybe? L-E-V-I-N-E. So like maybe. Adam's dad? Maybe it's his kooky uncle in New I'm York. Just, I'm just making that up. I don't so... The other thing I have um, in pop culture comes up a few different spots. I found it, the music connection, because you know I'm going to look for music. Mm-hmm. Almond Brothers Band. Before they became Almond Brothers Band, they were the Almond Joys for a little while. No, spelled, they weren't. Yes, spelled Almond, <laughs> not Almond. The, no. Yeah. Early incarnation. Um, Again, if you didn't have all this music knowledge, I would say you're making this no, up. No, that's true. Um, there's a song, and this is a little known dude, but his name's Harmar Superstar. <laughs> And he's from Minneapolis. That is a great name. It's a great name. His real name is Sean, um, but he, he goes by Harmar. That's why he as you it. should. Yes, absolutely. And he had a song on the Dark Touches album, which is also a great name. Oh, the Dark Touch. Um, the song's called Almond Joy, and it's basically uh, there are so many inappropriate jokes in, in, to all of this. Yeah, and that's kind of what the song is, right? Ah, oh. yeah, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate, coconut. You make you you make the call. Hi, my name is Brian. My favorite song on the playlist this week is "Almond Joy" by Harmar Superstar. <laughs> and then also Minneapolis connection. He was friends with and played with Prince. Prince, yeah. Prince name checks Almond Joy in his song "Diamonds and Pearls," which is very hot and sensual. Interesting. Yeah, he basically says, "I'm gonna take you home." And uh, I'm going to paraphrase for the children. Sure. Uh, maybe remove your dress like I was opening an Almond Joy candy bar. Oh. oh. I'm sure sales 
skyrocketed, skyrocketed after that hit. Yes. And then maybe one of your favorite movies from 1991, okay. starring Bruce Willis, Hudson Hawk. I, okay, I loved Hudson Did Hawk. you really? I did. So apparently there's a character, all the names in the movie that are named after candy bars, and one of the main ones is Almond Joy. Almond Joy. Uh, Twix, Kit Kat, uh, Almond Joy. There was another one. I don't know if there was a Mounds, but there was a... There was Something definitely like yeah. There were def- so that was that was just a knife in the heart. They talked to uh, Bruce Willis and they said, "If you could go back and not do one movie, what would that movie be?" Yeah. And he said, "Hudson Hawk." Really? Yeah. Wasn't there a video game Nintendo? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as the ET Atari game, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember being able to rent that at the Super Saver in Lincoln. Oh, nice. The movie theater yeah. place. There. Mine was the Bogarts. Oh, is that and, what it's called? Uh, yeah, it was called Bogarts. We went got all our groceries at the Bogarts, and they had they started renting Nintendo games. And, man, that was it. We would have sleepovers at Mike and Dan's house, and we would play all night long. It was, yeah, Paperboy and... Oh, okay. Oh, man. Was What's yep. the game you rented more than any other, do you think? Uh, the Goonies, a lot. Oh. We rented that one a lot. Did which, it have the Cindy Lauper song in the no. game? No. Well, I mean, in its in its own, like, 8-bit mm-hmm. kind of way, maybe, That's yes. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, oh my gosh, there's, there was like some Wild West game that we would rent a lot too. I don't remember what it was. I rented RBI Baseball. Yes. Probably a million times. Uh, I could have bought it, but there was like nowhere to buy a video game. No. Well, okay, so the first, ironically, the first video game I ever bought from KB Toys Mm. was Baseball Stars. Okay. Remember, Remember Baseball Stars? No. Okay, so Baseball Stars was kind of the Japanese Was it like 10 yard fight? Kind, well, it would better. Okay. So Baseball Stars was the first one where you could push to one side or the other and push B, and you would slide. Oh, okay. So you could slide for to catch a ball, slide into a base. Did it have, like, exaggerated cartoony players? Yes. Okay, yeah. maybe I am familiar with this. And they had names like like uh, Hanzo yep. and, uh, and Babe and yeah. guys like that. So And they had, like, five different body styles? Yes. Yeah, I, I remember like this. Like the Kirby Puckett, like, bent uh-huh. over, and then, like, yep. the... Like, there was, like, like, a Babe Ruth-looking dude. Absolutely. Yeah, I played that game. And he would just jack home runs. Uh-huh. Like, in fact, we had to make a rule. Like, you couldn't be... I can't remember the team name. Like, you couldn't be that team. Hmm. It was like you couldn't be the 49ers in... Uh, oh, yeah. Super Tecmo or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Super Tecmo Bowl. Or, no, I'm sorry, the, the uh, Oakland Raiders. Because you couldn't be Bo Jackson. Yeah, he'd just kill you. Right. It's ridiculous. Hmm. That was a tangent. Wow. It was, but you know what? You're eating candy bars and... Talking video games. Yep, sixth grade or whatever. This is what you're doing on Friday night. That's exactly right. Again, I mean, we've talked about some stouts before, and you know I'm not a stout yeah. fan at all, but this is this is not a typical stout, I don't I think. don't even know. I didn't look at the can that close. This might be technically a porter. I'm not sure if it's mm. a stout or not, but... Mm. Um, it doesn't really say. Two more things. There's apparently a European version now that's out that's called the Bounty Bar that's made by Mars Candy Corporation. Interesting. And then Waleco, W-A-L-E-E-C-O, made by the F.B. Washburn Candy Corporation, which I feel like is a really old-timey candy company name. Do they make Necco wafers? Yeah, they do. That's the company that does. Really? That's the oldest old-timey candy I can think of. And that's the one that makes it, so... That's, so there's there's knockoffs of Almond Joy? Yeah. Well, there's not. I mean. Interesting. If we could get deep in the woods here, we could go Nestle's Crunch versus Crackle. Oh, uh, man. That's a tough one. I'm going Crackle, guys. I would go Crackle. I don't think, I don't 
I don't think I've ever had a crackle. Oh man, who makes the crackle? You only get the crackles in this in the in the single in the serving, Halloween, right? the Halloween ones. Yep. It's I, the same people that make Mr. Good Bar. Mm-hmm. It's, so it must be Hershey's. Oh, yeah. I love Mr. And, Good and Bar. Nestle. Yeah, Nestle makes the other one. Again, the chocolate's just better. It, it, than the it's crackle. Just, yes. It, it, again, it's it's because I'm a dad and yeah. I've had just the leftovers of the Halloween uh-huh. candy for so many years. They always leave the special dark. Like they don't mm. want this, and I and that's quickly become one of my favorites. It's great that your tastes evolve over time. Yes, it's yeah. a forced evolution. I think it's, you're right. Yeah, it's all tied back to Halloween. Yeah, yep. and what the kids don't eat. Mm-hmm. Here, eat the Sour Patch Kids because nobody wants those. That's how it is with beer. You go meet some friends, and there's a cooler, and there's like you know two IPAs left, and you're like, well, I guess I'm drinking IPA. I'm drinking that one. Here we are. Yep. So that's, that's what I got. That's your surprise. I love it. That's fun. Holy cow. So pineapple and coconut in mm-hmm. the same beer podcast. Yep. That's pretty fun. Oh, now we're close to each other. Decorah, Iowa and... Mm-hmm. We're moving this way. Oakland Park, Florida. Interesting. Maybe they could collaborate. I know that's been happening a lot. Yeah. That Collaboration. Would be, that would be cool. Because they make... Funky Buddha makes amazing stouts. That's mm-hmm. what I know them from. Really? Yeah. Um, I had their Hop Gun IPA. Mm, maybe. is it Hop? I'd have to look it up. Hop Gun IPA. Very mild, really, really good kind of summery. It, it, it's a beach IPA. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it must be nice to live in a place that it's beach weather all the time. I know. Like, you can have summer beers all the time. All the time. No seasonal, so no falls. Any Oktoberfest getting brewed in Florida? Probably not. No, no, probably not. I do enjoy the Oktoberfest time of year, Me though. Too. Like, that's when you, that, that day you walk in and you see the Sam Adams Oktoberfest for the first time. And it's usually like July 7th. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's just yeah. immediately after 4th of July. Yep. Yeah, that's okay, though. Yeah. So Seasons change, Dolan. Yeah. So does the beer. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you. That's uh, That was a nice little after-treat from the uh, from the Funky Buddha there. Yeah, no so, problem. Decorah, Iowa, and Pulpit Rock. I like that. That's what would, you, what would you give this one on the untapped? Oh, this is a five. No. Yeah, this is a five for you, me, hands down. I don't. And I don't even like coconut. See, if you don't like coconut, then it's got to be like but a it four, good. Five, four point five at least. I don't, I don't like to eat coconut. I don't like that stringy, chewy. I got, I got ruined on the caramel delight cookie, right? Like that was the only kind my mom would ever buy the Girl yeah, Scout cookies. Yeah. So I don't like that. Gets in your teeth, and it's kind of, I don't like that. But in this beer, well, it's like shredded coconut. Let's say we're on Survivor, okay? Yeah, we're I'm, on Survivor. I'm, I'm toasted. And there's only thing you have to eat are the coconuts. Like, that's what you're eating. Well, you're eating right? it. Yeah. I'm not dying. Yeah, you're just... Well, I probably will later, but yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. You're on Survivor. The CBS is not going to let you okay. die. Quite honestly. Well, they will air vac you out of there. I'll probably wait, like, as long as possible to not eat anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 945 ratings on Untappd for the Joy of Almonds. Uh, what do you think their average? 4.55. 4.33. Mm-hmm. I was you, closer on that one. Do not give this a 5. Don't. All right. I'll go 4.5. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Four you talked me back into it. I four like or five. It, so. All right. Fun beers coming up uh, next couple of weeks. If you're, uh, if, if you're into any kind of flavored either stouts or IPAs, we have some fun ones coming up that okay. I, I really can't, I can't wait for. So. Cool. One I've had, like three others I have not. Nice. So I would love to. I like building up my untapped portfolio here. Absolutely. Yeah, so a lot of them from the Colorado region, just because I was there recently, and there's a lot of fun stuff there. So, all right, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.